Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobody's Podcast. It's another somebody session in which these nobodies bring on a somebody who is an expert, a rising star in their field. This week, our somebody is a respected physician and the founder and CEO of Youthology Med Spa, a full-service face, body, and laser clinic whose mission is to enhance the confidence of their patients. When he's not using his subtle injection style to make his clients look and feel their best, he's hanging out with his awesome family, traveling to Disney, or scaling a mountain. This week's somebody is Dr. Jason Rupika. All right, we're recording. You start. Okay, first of all, do not tell me what to do. Talked right into that one. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies. Experts on nothing. Opinions on everything. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nobodies. Jason, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Jason, thank you so much. Uh-huh. And thank you for um, also rescheduling for my um, yes. livelihood because <laughs> I took a job and I had to reschedule. So I appreciate you um, rolling yeah. in the punches with us. Yeah, no, no worries. I know how hectic life is, no matter what what you're doing. But well, I you're love... far more busy than either of us. So yeah. we appreciate it. Well, I, I really appreciate you having me because I love this format. I love the freestyle talking of podcast, how it's not rushed, how you don't have to really edit yourself. So I'm looking forward to this. Oh, well, okay. I'm glad you I'm glad you think that because um that is the exact opposite way that I run this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm here. Be... That's why I'm here. Yeah. So okay. You and I can free flow. Okay. Yeah, because I can't have anything linger too long. I have to edit everything to like yeah. a, like a like a minuscule T, and it's it's really it's really gotten. I've actually gotten better at editing the podcast, which yeah. makes this which makes my more meticulousness worse. So okay. it's yeah. really nice. So but, so um, if Annie and I go on too many tangents, just put us in timeout, and we'll be, we'll be good. exactly. He's in. He's also background on Bryce. He's in TV production, so like this is in his blood. Oh, thank All right. you, thank you, <laughs> yeah. thank you for that shout out. I appreciate it. We, just to, if you know, we so we had other guests on, and they said you know our safe word should be Peloton. So if we yeah. get off too far off track, we should just go back to Peloton and whatever. Uh, okay. But, <laughs> but um, congratulations, first of all, on your new edition. I appreciate uh, it. House. We also have a new edition coming. I'm sure that you. Heard um, mm-hmm. to our podcast, but um, how many kids do you have now? This made four. Wow! So we have two boys, sixteen and eleven, and then two girls, four and six weeks. Oh, and her God. name—we don't it, have to say her name on the podcast, but I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, it's River Jude. Oh, oh River my is just everything. Yeah. So we have Luke, Trip, Delphine, and River. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I the rivers. The, I feel like that river is kind of like a a name to where when she's older she should be famous for some reason, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, especially <laughs> with like the double R names yeah. are. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's gonna be <laughs> like I could even see like a journalist, like an on air journalist, something mm. like that would be good. Yeah, or like a musician. I mean, that seems like yeah. almost too cool. obvious. Yeah, yeah, um, an Oscar winner. Yeah. <laughs> I had a river. I, I just worked with a girl named River. First first person that I've ever known named River. Yeah. And I kept singing that song. Um, I can't remember who, like, as if, of course, I'm singing a song, but as if uh, Annie would know. But uh, yeah. as if, I can't remember who it's by, but it's like, like a river running down. Oh, that's actually a really good song. It is a really good song. And so yeah. that's why she wasn't that annoyed at me. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time. People, people don't realize how, I feel like, how much, it how hard it is to name an actual person you, you <laughs> yes. know what i mean like you, everything you think of all of your mind goes to is how can somebody make fun of this name what are kids gonna you know it's stressful 100 percent. So we true. have actually we mm-hmm. settled on our name pretty early um which i have not announced on this podcast i'm not going to say it but the you initials prob- no. the initials are a bit of a concern to me i can tell you off air yeah. um we're just going to have to get over yeah. it. So he's, he's a boy. So it'll, you know, yeah. hey, if it makes you feel any better, my initials are BM. So that's, true. <laughs> that's um, true. And also my name is Bryce. So you can imagine every single thing that comes with rice or price or mm-hmm. nice or any, I mean, some of the, the nice, nice is okay. But like mm-hmm. I was called like Bryce Aroni, the San Francisco treat growing up. I was, oh, that's you know, funny. 
Yeah. But so Brian, you also, though, there are far more reasons to make fun of you than your name or initials. So I think maybe I overcompensated. Like I yeah, had to just, I had to become did. like a ridiculous person because I didn't want people making fun of my name. Yes. But, uh, but Bryce advice flows so well. I think that you Bryce nailed advice, it. With that. Yes. Well, that yeah. was somebody. Somebody actually did that. I mean, when I was in high school, they I was going to write a column for the for the for my high school paper, and they were like, "Oh, you should call it Bryce advice and just don't give advice." But or I mean. Yeah. Just, think like you, you, that would be really stupid. And I was like, that's amazing. That's a really good idea. But going back to naming a person, because I think that's really interesting. Did you guys, both of you without, you know, you don't have to, obviously, Annie, you're not going to reveal the name, but was it hard to like narrow it down? Or did you guys know from the, from the get go? Well, I liked river for a boy from the beginning. So we had that and Mary was on board with that. And then we just never really had a girl name. And then when we found out we were having a girl, you know, we again tried to find the girl name, girl name, and we came down to a couple and it got to be, well, we still just like River and mm -hmm. River can work for a girl. So we just, you know, we were pretty confident with that. And so we went with it. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. um, I have a, I mean, do I have time to tell a funny story about this? Yes. Of course. Okay. So we named our daughter Delphine and Delphine isn't a, a common name and my mom and my mother-in-law wanted like a Charlotte or a Michelle or, you know, something like that. So they hated Delphine and they gave us a lot of, you know, backlash. And now, you know, Delphine's four and she fits her name and she's pretty and everybody loves Delphine. So we went to dinner with my mom and my stepdad and she asked me what we're naming the new girl. And I said, and Mary's like, well, tell her. And I said, well, we're naming her Kanye West Rapika. And my mom's like, oh my God, I love it. My mom's like, I love it. That's the cutest name. And then we had dinner and then we were driving home. Your mom was not serious. Yeah. She was and, not serious. Well, yeah, she's, you know, 68 or whatever. So then we were driving home and Mary's like, you need to text your mom and tell her that the baby's name's not Kanye because she has no idea who, who Kanye is. Oh my she God, that is oh incredible. Which is why, like, when I posted, like, our, you know, we're having a baby post on Instagram, I, you know, said Kanye West for Pico coming, whatever, like... <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. That's so funny. It, the baby announcements are funny too. I felt like more people have been doing that. I saw on Facebook, a, like an old coworker of mine just had a baby and they, he like made a fake name. It was like Baloo Bazooka or something, yeah. like whatever. And, and then it's like da da da. And then like so much farther down, it was like, oh, it's actually a real name. Um, but the real name was like, I can't remember. That was like also like Tangerine or something. It wasn't anything. It wasn't like, yeah. it was still. A, yeah. It, so like a different name, but yeah, it is funny how I, I think that people can have a lot more fun with the the name reveals too. When we were when we announced to like our families what the name was, um, one of T's brothers was really shocked that we had already picked out a name, and he was like, "Well," and we were like, "Well, why why would you be shocked that we like named our baby?" And he goes, "Well, I just thought it kind of worked like dogs. Like you look at him and you're like, that's a Chuck." Yeah. <laughs> I was like. No. <laughs> well, well, who looks like a Gary, right? Nobody. Yeah. yeah. I always say that. Like, how do you look at a baby and name them something? Like, I think the example I always use was there was a Dale recently on The Bachelorette. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I was like, how do you look at like a sweet baby boy and be like, a sweet baby Dale? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, such a bizarre Gary's name. Gary, also Larry, yeah. Gary, any yeah, of like, those. Any of those. Are... Yeah. Okay, so Jason, so what do you guys yeah. like to do for, what does your family like to do for fun, aside from going to Disney? Have you guys ever been to Disney as an adult, like, without any kids with you? I have mm. not. No, I haven't. I was going to ask you this, if this was a new development, if or if you liked Disney before you had kids. Yeah, I mean, I've always not minded it, and, and our kids obviously have a good time when we go, but we went with Mary's cousin and his, and her husband, and he was from Orlando, so he kind of gave us the backstage tour of disney without mm -hmm. our kids and i never had more fun like disney's disney's <laughs> awesome. disney's very adult but they do a very good job hiding it from kids you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like like in epcot there's bars that are super cool but if you were there with your kids you would walk right past them and not even yeah notice it, it until is, you yeah as i was say until you go with somebody that knows about all that and it opens your eyes it is interesting to go and because there are plenty of people. I've worked with several people who are obsessed with Disney or mm -hmm. just go as adults. They don't have any kids. Right. And it is interesting how 
appealing it is to them. I mean, I, 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 the last time I went to Disney, there was a kid with us, but I was with two of my friends and, and they brought one of their sons with them. And so it felt like sort of an adult trip. I mean, obviously we weren't going to like, you know, we could only go to the places that he could go, but it, it was way more fun than I thought it would be being an adult. So that was, that's, you know, it's just, it's just funny. Disney, Disney's just an interesting place. And if, and if you go and you're not going to have a good time or you didn't have a good time, then you weren't looking for a good time. You know what I mean? Yes. For a reason to complain. Yeah. And you got to get a dole whip. I mean, those are, those are, those are key here. Um, right. Well, so for our moms, because they're the only people that listen, um, you were peer nominated to be on the list of 100 uh, best aesthetic injectors in America. Now, I right. know you're going to be annoyingly humble about this question, but if you had to say, why do you think your peers chose you to be yeah. on this list? Well, I think that um, in the injectable world, a lot of people miss the fact that it is an art form. And I think that my style is very artistic. Um, I think that you said it either in the email or, or earlier today. I do have a very subtle injection style. I I inject in inconspicuous places to get indirect results. And I think that um, people gravitate towards that, right? Like, I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but I in- inject Annie's sister and, you know, she's on TV. She's, she's in front of a camera. Like, there's a lot of patients of mine that are like that and they don't want to look not only weird, but just different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You want to look like yourself, but like you're not aging mm-hmm. as fast as your age is going. Mm-hmm. And and I think and I think that that's probably the biggest reason. And then after that, I, I am involved with a lot of teaching, with a lot of mentoring, and and obviously people gravitate towards that as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you've injected me before, and Correct. I've injected, or I've I've never injected anyone, but I've <laughs> been injected by by over? multiple people. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, um, I've been injected by multiple people all over the country, honestly, and. I, your the the way you inject is first of all painless, like no swelling, no bruising, mm-hmm. no nothing. Um, I wasn't sore the next day, and it was it was such a subtle difference. Where I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, I just look better, but no one's yeah. gonna look at me and be like, oh, she had this done, right? And, and you'll, yeah, and you'll, and awesome. you'll see people that'll make comments on some of my Instagram posts or my before and afters. Like I don't see much of a difference. And, you know, I always comment back. I'm like that. Yeah, that's the point. Like we're not trying to, we're not trying to make people look different. If, if you are, then you're more looking for a a costume. I mean, granted there are, you know, I have a, a, a pretty decent like trans population and, and sure they might like try to be looking a little different or we might be taking a masculine face and trying to feminize it a little bit but for for you know 80 percent of our patients it's they just want to look more rested for the most mm-hmm. part they they want to go to their high school reunion and look better than other people their age and, and yeah. i think that, well, and i don't yeah, want to speak i don't want to speak for you or put words in your mouth or so correct me if i'm wrong but it does seem just from my experience with you and some of the other people I know that you've um, injected, you're kind of in it for the long game. Like you don't need them to walk out of the office that day being like, this is the end part. So you do a really good job of like doing it so progressively um, that I think that makes a huge difference too. Yeah. I think that, um, you you know, just in a broad, in a broad way to look at this, I, I think that, you know, a lot of people that own med spas or inject, they, they're looking for a, a cell, like right when you're in the room, you know, sell you a syringe or two or, or whatever. And there's, there's not really a plan with them, mm-hmm. you know? And, and we, when I set up youthology, I set it up under the the pretense that, Hey, Annie, when I see you, we're going to do subtle and ongoing treatments. You're going to, I'm going to be your doctor, just like if I was your family doctor and, and you're going to come in every four months, every six months, once a year, whenever you want. And we're just going to continue the story. We don't need to do it all now. And, mm-hmm. And people gravitated towards that. And then I think what I also did well is I um, I sort of marketed it towards the young girls instead of the women that are older with disposable income because I figured I can see younger girls and I don't need to use as much to help them achieve whatever goal they're, they're going for. And we could do it hopefully in an economical way. And and I, and I started doing that. And what I realized is, is as a business owner, those girls market me more than I market me because mm-hmm. they're out there. They're, 
they're taking selfies, they're posting, they're tagging me. And, and I started Youthology in 2016. And I think it was, you know, it was at the time when the Kardashians were, you know, getting their show going and, and this stuff didn't become as, you know, it wasn't as taboo anymore. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, like that girl would come in and she would advertise for me indirectly. And then, you know, before long, she brought her mother in or her sister or aunt. And it just, it just grew from there. Yeah. Well, and to your point, younger girls, I think are more, because there is such a movement right now, especially on social media of like just being real and authentic, mm-hmm. younger girls are, or b- men are more likely to be honest about any work they've had done, um, right. you know, regardless of what that is versus women that are a little bit older. They just want to look younger without having anyone know anything. Correct. Them. Correct. Yeah. That and, is a good and, point. And I get that a lot from like my mom's friends that will say that I don't post enough older women. And, and that's kind of the reason because they don't yeah. let me post as much as the younger girls do. Yeah. Which makes sense. Is mm-hmm. the technique different for older women versus younger um, it's not so much that it's different. It's that they need a lot more. And that's, and that's where a lot of people miss the boat on this, these, these products, this, um, the whole non-surgical cosmetic enhancement world, uh, a syringe of filler has about the volume of a blueberry or a large pea and a syringe mm-hmm. of filler is expensive. It's let's face it where, depending on where you're at, it's 600 to a thousand dollars. And mm-hmm. to tell somebody, you know, to rejuvenate your 50 year old face if, that you've never been doing anything to, you're going to need a lot of syringes, maybe not mm-hmm. today, but over time. And, you know, they have to really be on board with that because if you just put those two in their face, they're going to feel like they weigh money. Right. So, so I think that like, you know, if you think about it from like a plastic surgery, like a breast enhancement visit, you know, you go in for a consult, you have the surgery, you go in for a post-op visit, and then you don't really need to see him again after that. And a lot mm-hmm. of people set up their injectable practices the same, same way. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it works for us. We, um, we run a more, I mean, we run a, a bigger, uh, what, like a bigger production than a, just a regular doctor's office, but we run it like a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. I think your well, philosophy, well, not philosophy, yeah. but like your, um, the, the way that you're running the, the way you're running your business of, of going out to, to maybe younger girls that are, I mean, and that are willing to post, I mean, you're also getting your name out there. So it's a great marketing tactic as well. seemingly you correct. Think, Cause I see, I see your, I mean, I, I mean, we follow probably a lot of the same people, but the, I see a lot of them posting over repeatedly about yeah. you and about youthology. So I think that's really, um, it's a really great way, a, a really great tactic. Right. And I, and you know, when you start a business, your, your consumer is within like a five mile radius of your business, but you know, we've grown to the point where I see women from out of state every day. You know, we had to have a, a location in downtown Cleveland by the airport and we have a car service to pick up people from the airport. So now, I mean, yes, I want to grow my local business, but I'm also trying to just grow my brand in general so that, you know, when you fly in from California to see me, you've, you're, you're familiar with me because let's face it. Like, I really like the fact that you can come in and see me and maybe, you know, you know, that we have kids and my wife's name's Mary because you follow me on Instagram. It makes the, it makes everything just more personable and Mm -hmm. a little bit more, um, you know, I don't want to say it's enjoyable because it is needles in your face, but it's it's not as it's not as hard. It's a VIP service that you're kind of offering. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah. picking them up from the airport. I mean, that's a, that's something that well, you certainly don't see in probably any other part of the country, maybe a, at mm-hmm. all, but definitely, certainly not out here where yeah. you know needles are, you know, very very prevalent. Yeah, in, that's why in, in a medical way, not in right. Well, also in the other way, I guess. But that's why, like, when you when you talked about that, the best, you know, 100 injectors in the country, I've been on that list for three years now. And it's it, it's a pretty decent, like, honor because I think they estimate there's, like, 36,000 people that inject fillers mm-hmm. in this country. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, to set yourself apart because you're doing something the right way is a, is a big honor. Yeah, know? especially among peers because it is mm-hmm. such a competitive area now. Correct, yeah. So I think to be nominated by your peers. Absolutely. How, I'm curious, how did you get – it's like getting a People's you, Choice Award. Yeah. yeah that's true. Um, <laughs> did you, like, when you went to medical school, did you, yeah. was this your intention or what no, was kind of that process? Not a, not at all. I had I had a regular just medicine practice since 2006. So um, 
I, I was just doing regular medicine and I'm going to give my wife credit here. And she told me to make sure I mentioned that this was Mary's idea. Cause it was Mary's <laughs> idea. Love you know, it. she, she, shout wanted, out Mary, shout out Mary. Yeah. She went and had her lips done and it was just a bad ordeal. It was, I thought it was expensive. She, it didn't look good. It was the you know worst pain she ever experienced. And we were laying in bed and she's like, you should just do that. And you know, like, I thought about it and then she kept like pushing and, and then I, um, I went and I, I trained and at that time, not that many, it wasn't as prevalent. So, mm -hmm. you know, you went and searched out trainings and, you know, I flew, I, I saw somebody that I thought did a good job. I asked if I can come and, and follow them around, have them show me what they're doing. And, and I did that for a little bit and we, um, we took one of the, the rooms at my office and we turned it into our, you know, our cosmetic room. And I didn't want to advertise as Dr. Rapika because I didn't want people to, you know, get the two confused. So we just named it Euthology. And then, um, you know, I was just doing my thing. And I guess like with anything, the more I was doing it, the better I was getting, the more confident I was getting. Um, and, and I was, it was always just sort of a second thought. And then one day uh, my accountant called me and she goes, you know, Euthology did almost as much revenue as your medical practice. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that's crazy. I'm not even, wow. not even paying attention. And then wow. the next month it was the same thing. And Mary and I had, we really had some dinner discussion saying like, all right, well, what do, what do we do now? Either we, we go with this or, or it's always like a little side hustle. And so, so we decided to close my office and put all of our eggs in Euthology's basket. And then right around then is when I got named on that list for the first time. And then girls started flying in. And then, then it wow. started becoming like a, you know, we went from two employees to 15 and the thing just kept snowballing. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I was always curious about mm -hmm. that. I meant to actually ask you that last so, time I saw you. Yeah. So it happened very organically, but. But it because, took you about 10 years to get mm -hmm. to, to fully come yeah. over to just injectables. Essentially. Cor correct. Yeah. And, and, you know, Annie, to your, to your original question, I'm, I'm, I'm not like an artistic person in the sense that I can't draw a portrait. I do play the piano. So I have that, you know, for me, but my sister's an interior designer. You know, I think that for, for some reason or another, I'm really good with using skin and tissue as a medium to, to make, you know, changes. In a, yeah, in a, no, I mean, yeah, for good and not like mm -hmm. Leatherface. I yeah, mean, right. It's really good. It's mm -hmm. solid. Um, well, I wanted to point out that you do have two Uthology Med Spa locations, mm -hmm. Med Spa locations, one in Warren, Ohio, and the other is in downtown Cleveland, as you mentioned. So did you always want to run your own business? Were, was that something that was always in the cards for you or? Yeah. I mean, my whole family is, is small. Or, you know, my mom owns a chain of hair salons. My aunt owns beauty schools. My dad owned beauty supply companies. Like my whole family's, you know, ingrained in that. So, One, so beauty obviously runs mm -hmm. in your family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know my not mom, only, joked, my not mom, only physically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My mom jokes with me. She's like, you might've went to medical school, but you still ended up in the beauty industry. Like <laughs> it's, it's, in your, it's in your blood. But, um, but yeah, like, you know, so I, and, and, my mom and her whole family, they're very, very successful small business owners, all of them. So, so I have a lot of really nice like family support for, you know, cause they don't, you go to school for medicine, they don't teach you business, you know, they, they really should, but they don't. And, and, you know, it's taken me a little bit of time to, to find out what, you know, what works and what doesn't. But, um, because my, my office just basically morphed into youthology. I did have a lot of the the bones there. I had, you know, the medical staff already. I had the office. Mm -hmm. I had the space. I had the, you know, the things that you'd have to look into starting if you wanted to just open up a, a med spa. So, so it was a nice, it was a nice, easy transition. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and, you know, like, because it grew so organically, when we were talking about opening the location in Cleveland, I can do things like that. And it's not as big of a gamble as, you know, maybe somebody that just starts out and is trying to, you know, build a business in one place. So. Do you have two separate staffs or do they travel? No, they travel with me. Yeah. Okay. Because, okay. because the location in Cleveland is open mostly for my out-of-state patients. So they'll fly into the airport, we'll pick them up, we'll bring them in. So I don't really, you know, have estheticians at that location doing gotcha. services. It's, it's basically open when I'm there. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I do. I also want to say that I have gotten Botox before. Um, I, I, I wanted to go kind of go back to what you were saying about your um, essentially bedside manner. Um, I know that's not what it is, but uh, 
I had I, I had a sim, a similar experience to what sounds like Mary did. I had a horrible first experience of getting Botox. Like the person, it felt like someone was like stapling my forehead, and um, it just was really. And so I just, but then I then I've you know gotten it again. It took me a long time because I was pretty much scarred like for that because I didn't I didn't want to go back there. I thought right. oh, this, is, this is terrible. Um, I didn't want to put myself through that. I also have a thing with needles. And just blood in general, it's a whole deal. So I nearly passed out when they you were doing bleed. it. You really shouldn't bleed when you get back. Well, I really wasn't bleeding, but it just felt she was, it was just, there was no, there was just no sort of like ease into it. It was just like, okay, here right. we go. Like, you know, can you give me the smaller needles maybe? I don't know if you want to use the giant one, but um, I just. <laughs> I, was this I, in an alley in West Hollywood? I mean, no, it was pretty close. <laughs> Uh, no, it was, it wasn't like a weird, it wasn't like a very weird room. And I had to, they, they like sat me down afterwards. Cause I had like, ne I nearly blacked out. I almost fell. You had over. a near death experience. Yeah. pretty oh, much. For real. Oh um, my God. And then she's like, okay, you're done. And it's like, all right. And then I like fell off the table and it was like slow motion falling like into the, <laughs> in, oh my into God. the floor, like head first. But I, I will say that I found, I found another, I finally did it again. And I, I, you know, I've done it a couple of times more recently. I mean, it took mm -hmm. me years to go back. Maybe I want to say like five years. Yeah. And, um, but I just wanted to know why are so why are some people so bad at it, and sort of what do you uh, how do you personally make people feel comfortable? Because I found that now the person that I've gone to previously is very good. They talk you through it. They explain yeah. things to me. I just wanted to know sort of what your process was on that. Yeah, well, I, I think that I think that you're sort of on the right track because. You know, I mean, hopefully a doctor, no matter what, what specialty we're in is, is about making their patients feel comfortable, you know, not only, you know, making sure they're giving the best and safest care, but I think that, I think that that's a big, um, big point. I think that, um, I, I personally have a very dry sense of humor. I'm very sarcastic and, and I don't really hold that stuff back in my office. So, you know, my patients sort of, I joke with them a lot. We, you know, from the you know, I understand that these things are expensive and I understand people are spending a lot of money. So from the second that, that we're either picking them up or they're walking in to when they leave, I want that to be the best, you know, experience that they, they have. And, and believe me, I have patients like yourself that, that are afraid of needles and they're, you know, thinking this is going to be the worst pain of their life. But to be honest with you, I don't numb patients and my patients don't really have a hard time with me injecting them. I, my style is pretty. That's um, amazing. Yeah, we, we use mostly cannulas at Youthology. So do you know what a cannula is, Bryce? Uh-uh. So a cannula is like a two-inch needle without a tip on it. So for me to inject your face, say I'm going to inject your whole face, I would need to make like three holes on each side of your face with a little needle, and then that cannula all work under your skin and do all your injecting. Oh, so, okay. so you're only going to get poked by me, you know, three, four, five, six times. And then the rest of it will be pretty, pretty painless. I'll be working under your skin. Mm -hmm. That is um, so interesting. Yeah. I'll have to I, come to you obviously now. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah I, think, I mean, I, he I, did I, my chin, jaw and cheeks, I think. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he I think, literally painless. Yeah. Like had, didn't yeah. even know he was doing it. Yeah. And I think, yeah. So I think that, I think the answer to your question is you just try to be personable, try to not be so robotic. So, you know, standoffish. And, yeah. and I, I used to run my, my medicine practice like that. And, you know, like I had a lot of pediatric younger patients and obviously I'm good with kids cause I have a, a gaggle of them. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. I think that is, I think customer service is so important, especially in this, because even if you are not afraid of needles, it seems like you, like you said perfectly, which is that, you know, people are spending a lot of money on these things and they want it to be as enjoyable as possible because it, it is sort of uncomfortable doing that, especially like the first few times. I know obviously once you get a rapport, it's easier and, you know, but I think what your philosophy is, is just amazing. Yeah. Thanks. Mm -hmm. It's working. Um, I have yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I do have a quick question. When you have somebody that comes in to see you maybe from out of state or that you have not previously injected, just because I know this isn't your style, but where they are clearly over injected. Right. How do you handle that with them? If they're coming to you being like, I want more, how do you yeah. handle that? Well, I kind of, I, I'm pretty straightforward with patients. I'll call it like I see it and I'll, I'll let them know exactly that. Like, 
that you know i'm not bashing whoever's doing your injecting but i think that you you know you have too much here and and i do that like i'm kind of known for for my lips i do i do mm-hmm. a lot of lips i do i think we're averaging like God. Yeah, like I think we're averaging like seventy lips a week for three years now. Whoa! So it's, it's a lot of lips, <laughs> wow. and believe me, I saw I see a lot of girls that come in that have just bad lips from whoever did them before. I'm sure. And I just and I just tell them I'm like I I'll, I won't inject you until we take all that out that's that's in there because I don't want you walking around and telling people you went to Dr. Rapika and this is, you know, yeah. right. what they look like. But what is the, what is the, sorry to interrupt, I guess, but we'll go just finish it. Finish no, I was going to say, or, um, right. you know, like, because I use, I use 3d cameras at youthology. So when you come in, I'll take your picture with a 3d camera so you can see your, your head in three dimensions on my computer screens and I'll, and I'll, you know, tell you obviously like, Hey, Annie, I'm not, I'm not making fun of you and I'm not picking on you, but I'm going to give you my assessment of your face. And I do that with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, for the most part, I mean, everybody kind of wants to hear that. Cause that's why, that's why they're there. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. Oh, so you well, don't and it's not, yeah. it's right. so hard when you, cause we never see ourselves from every angle. Right. So that was the first time when I was in your office, that was the first time I'd ever seen something like that. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe they're not in every aesthetic office across the country. I can't. I can't either. Yeah. I mean, that company should be killing it, right? Because it really does. Like, as soon as you see it, it's like, oh yeah, no, I do need that there. I do yeah. need like just to balance your face, right? And especially for my style, because most of my patients, when I start injecting them for the first maybe couple of visits, they really don't notice that it's doing anything, and and I really need to take those pictures to show them like look at this, this is crazy, you know, mm-hmm. or one of my girls to walk by and be like, Oh my gosh, like, look how much younger she looks like you need that. It's kind of like losing weight, right? Like you need somebody mm-hmm. to eventually tell you, Oh, you're losing weight before you get motivated to do, to do more. So. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Annie just told me that I was, that I had lost weight and that really like floored yeah. me to not eat any, any further. So that was, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't give out compliments very no, easily that's either. Very so. true. This episode of The Nobodies is brought to you by emilyroggenberg.com. Why didn't you use the sexy voice? Uh, you mean your psychopath voice? It was my psychopath voice? I definitely thought it was my sexy voice. Well, it's not, and it's appalling. But you know what's not appalling is apparel, specifically from emilyroggenberg.com. Ain't that the truth? Her hometown apparel that represents Cleveland, New York, and Los Angeles are so tight. Oh my god, we've talked about your use of the word tight. All right, well, I think her products are awesome. Okay, well, that I completely agree with. Emily Roggenberg's clothing is top of the line with unique designs and beautiful neutrals that you can wear for any occasion. You truly can wear them anywhere. The bar, the coffee shop, trips to get burritos. Trips to get burritos? Okay, whatever. Um, but yes, right now you can save 20% off your purchase when you order on emilyroggenberg.com. That's right. 20% off at emilyroggenberg.com, promo code NOBODY. Guys, I promise you will not be disappointed. Annie, I just ordered my oversized sweatshirt to keep me cozy in the cool months. I really don't love that sentence, but I really do love that you finally ordered it. Woohoo! It's the small wins. <laughs> oh my God, pushing it with that woohoo. And now back to the show. Well, so so I was just going to ask before I so rudely interrupted you was that what is the lip thing? I mean, is that a Kardashian thing? Is that why everybody, is this sort of how... Like, how did this lip craze even come about? Yeah, I would say that it probably, I mean, you'd have to maybe give Kylie Jenner a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of credit with that. Okay. Okay. And, and we were, you know, I started doing lips and I started getting, you know, obviously better and better and better at them. And then, and then, yeah, like Annie said, like I started getting that lip God moniker and, you know, it's funny cause my mom goes, my mom's like, well, this is just a fad. And then, and then you know, maybe it was going to be, but then I started seeing women 60, 65, 70 that wanted their lips done. And at that point it's like, well, I don't think it's a fad because Mm-mm. we're doing it to everybody. Mm-mm. And that was, you know, three, four years ago. And I don't think well, it's going anywhere. And there's a difference between the way you do it and a lot of what I see out here. Yeah. Um, because to your point that you made earlier, it's like you are refreshing them. And as you get older, your lips change. Yeah. And so you're kind of refreshing them back. Maybe they are bigger than they were before, but it's still very natural looking. Mm-hmm. It's not like the clown fish lips. Mm. Yeah. That was a fad that hopefully leaves very quickly. But there is something to, as someone who has had her lips done, 
there is something to like that brings so much confidence because it yeah. leads your face. Right. So it's like, it does, it does lend itself to like changing how you feel about your face. Yeah. And, and that, that kind of goes back to what I was saying about, you have to have an artistic eye, I think to do this correctly, because, Definitely. you know, I do, I do a lot of noses as well. Like I do the non-surgical, you know, liquid rhinoplasties and, you know, I'll see a girl that'll come in and want me to make her nose look smaller. And I'll tell her like, you don't need your nose smaller. You need your, your chin built out a little bit, or you need your lips a little bigger. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so, so I kind of sort of teach all of my patients, you know, we're going to balance your profile before we're going to start, you know, picking, picking these like specific areas. And a lot of times things just look better in the process. Um, mm -hmm. I think like we have a different pricing structure at Ethology. I don't sell syringes of filler I don't sell, you know, things by the vial. I kind of just work um, with however much I use. So, so I can work in smaller quantities. If Annie, if I use forty percent of a syringe on, on Annie's lips, then she just pays for forty percent of a syringe, and mm -hmm. and that enables me to be able to work in smaller smaller quantities and and give people a little bit more natural um, natural results. The the debate is kind of interesting though because some girls like unnatural, right? Like they want mm -hmm. their lips big like that like and and there's a big school of doctors that are anti that and there's other people that you know say screw it if that's what they want then then give it to them so i think you have to kind of pick where you're where you're at on that it's like hitting on 16 either you do or you don't then you have to stay with that so yeah where so, do you think you fall on that spectrum I, I fall i fall like more on the on the natural lines but you know, if I'm doing your lips and you come and you keep coming back and saying, Dr. Pika, I'm overlining my lips with my lip liner, then I'll make them bigger for you. Like, I'm mm -hmm. not going to I'm not going to step on your toes, but I will put you in like filler timeout if I think that they're fine. Um, yeah. Or timeout. And, and I do that with a lot of patients, to be honest with you. And and I think that like some people would just keep sticking that filler in there. If you're willing to give them money, they'll keep sticking it in, you know, wherever. Yeah. And, and, you know, like probably once or twice a day, I'll see a patient for a follow-up. Cause like I said, my patients routinely come in every four to six months and, and I'll tell them, I'm like, everything looks great. We'll just see you in February. Yeah. That's awesome. That that is really. I mean, it just the honesty is so refreshing because I just. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, from what I've experienced out here, <clears throat> that does doesn't seem the case. Seem to be the case. But yeah, I do want to ask you about men. Like, how do you market toward men? I think there's a big stigma between. Uh -huh. Maybe I'm just trying to overcompensate for my for me doing <laughs> yeah. this. But you know, I mean, a lot of people in Hollywood, a lot of guys. I mean, I work in TV. I work. I you know do. I, I do stuff within Hollywood. I want to be, you know, famous, but I, right. I'm just saying, that, <laughs> so I think those guys know about this. They get their, they get, they get their face injected and everything else. Right. How do you market to men who are maybe like feeling like they would look emasculated if they came into a med spa or like, how do you break down that stigma? Do you think? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the exact answer to that is because we see a lot of men in our practice. I mean, it's, it's pales in comparison to the amount of women that we see. Right. Um, I would tell you that the majority of our men probably get brought in by their, by their wives or their okay. girlfriends. Um, the, the, um, the way to market it is kind of hard. Like, like I'd say I do a lot of with injectables, I do a lot of jaw lines with, with men. Mm -hmm. And so, okay. so I post a lot of that. I do, um, I do, I do liposuction and I do a lot of chest on guys and, um, believe it or not, I do a whole hell of a lot of penis augmentation with fillers. Um, <laughs> with now, fillers? Mm -hmm. Now, <laughs> I don't wow. that, Now to your point, I have no idea how, like, that word gets around because guys fly in from all over the place for that. And I literally can't advertise it because Instagram no, takes that down as soon yeah. as you, well, yeah, as soon as you, I have a, I have a emoji where a guy is standing next to a chicken and he throws a quarter in a wishing well, and then his chicken's real big in the next one. And I post that <laughs> a lot. Cause it like, cause it, you get the point, but like, that's about yes. the farthest that they'll let me advertise. Yes. I guess, that I guess awesome. maybe marketing, marketing is kind of the wrong word that I was thinking of. I guess it's sort of more like, what would you say to people to kind of get them to come like just yeah. basically saying like, this is preventative. Like this right. is something that can be helpful to you. Like you can look, I mean, I guess it's sort of probably the same benefits that it would be for women. It's just the guys are like, right. oh, I, I don't want to get in I don't know where that sort of fell into like why guys thought this was such a female. Yeah. yeah. Such a female thing. Yeah. And I don't know because like, cause even like if, um, if, if I have a, a woman that comes and sees me for the first time and she makes a comment like, Oh, my husband's so mad that, that I'm here. He thinks I'm going to look like 
a clown or a fish or whatever. And then I'll see her again. And I'm like, well, what do you think? And she's like, oh my God, he loved it. And, and I think guys need to see that you're going to come home as a, as a female and not look crazy with, yeah. if you're with the right injector before they're on board. And I think that they're like that probably with themselves, I, I guess. Like, that's a really, that's a really good point. You know, I like would, you, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I guess like you have to just keep, but that's all across the board with guys or girls. Like you have to keep driving the point home that just cause you're getting your face injected doesn't mean you're going to look different. Hmm. That, you know, I try to tell all my friends that that yeah. are like in Nebraska that whose husbands are maybe not on board or whatever. I'm right. like, if he probably won't even notice, he'll just right. notice you look better. Right. Like that's how it should be. It shouldn't be like, oh my god, she had something done to her face. It should just be like, huh, you look, you yeah. must have gotten great night's sleep last night. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, you know, that like guys are. I mean, we're kind of stupid with all that stuff, anyways, right? Like, I mean, I'm yeah. a little bit more in tune with the beauty products and just because of the the industry I'm in, but you know, what guys think is, is makeup and not makeup. They have no idea, you know, just like guys, like guys, we have, we have no idea how much you guys spend on all this stuff, you know, and how, how often, how much upkeep your hair, nails, eyelashes, Botox, all of that takes. It's, yeah, it's a lot. For sure. And I think also to your point too, it's like, yeah, that's how, I mean, I know, I know, notice it from the industry that I'm in because it is so prevalent and it is Mm -hmm. interesting how a lot of, I mean, uh, you know, early on, I was like, every person, woman or man, needs to wear eye cream. Like, and people were, and I think finally, like, got, like guys are getting, like, that are my age, early right. 30s, mid 30s, like, are getting on board with, like, putting eye cream on because it's like, it makes you yeah. look so, it makes or you. Or sunscreen. Look, or sunscreen or right. any sort of, like, moisturizer on your face, even. And it just is interesting how I think eventually. I think the stigma is being broken down a little bit, but I just, I feel like it's sort of still like, I think that even when I told my dad that I got, but I was like, what are you talking about? Like, why are yeah. you serious? Why are you telling people that? I'm like, because yeah. who cares? Like, right. I don't look at it. I'm, it's not like I got plastic. It's not like, you know, like a facelift yeah. or anything. It's just, you know, so. Yeah. It's, it's it, it, I don't think it's been long enough either. Like I always use this analogy with our oldest play soccer and we're still, we're still like games with, parents of his age group that have no idea what soccer is or how to play or what the rules are because it wasn't really around in the you know 60s and 70s when they were younger as much as it is now and i think cosmetic cosmetic non-surgical medicine is the same way it just hasn't been long enough to where you know like when i'm when i'm older and our kids are my age it's like i grew up with this stuff and right. and and to that point you know like the way that i do anti aging you really do need to start in your 20s and you know i'm 43 when i was in my 20s nobody was doing this nobody even thought about yeah. doing that you know yeah no it was like appalling i think the first time i got botox i was 23 and everyone was like what are you doing and i was like <laughs> Well, it's preventative. Like, yeah. why wouldn't I? Yeah. Were you Can in California we... then or in Nebraska? No, I was actually in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to the filler penis enhancement <laughs> because I did not know that was a thing. I did not either. Yeah. I obviously I knew it was I, like a plastic surgery thing. I didn't know that it was a filler thing. Yeah. I actually do a lot of, let me think of, how to put this like vaginal rejuvenation or penis enhancement. Um, you know, and I don't, and I don't know, I don't know if, you know, obviously maybe you can make a broad generalization that all of these beauty procedures come back to sex in some, you know, shape yeah. form. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I feel like, you know, people you want, said, you said people sorry, want some you of their sex, right? You said the, it cut like I, my screen cut off, but you said, yes, yeah, back to sex. Okay, great. Yeah, I think so. In, in some, in some shape or form, whether, yeah. you know, you want to look better for your spouse or better for yourself. So you feel better when you're, you know, more confident when you're out, out there or whatever. And, um, yeah, we do, we do a lot of that. Hmm. Is it the same? Do you use, I, I just have a couple questions about this because truly right. that was so caught off guard. Do you yeah. use the cannula technique with that yeah. as well? Like mm-hmm. for male or female? Correct. Yes. Oh my and God. And no numbing. Yeah. So, so, if you wanna, so, if you wanna, so if you want to think of it this way, I, I, our mission at Youthology is to essentially rejuvenate the skin. And if we're working on your face, your face will look more rejuvenated in the process. We do that same process to a lot of women's upper arms or upper knees 
vaginas, penises, decollete, like wherever necks, wherever you're, yeah. you're, we're working on, we're going to try to rejuvenate the skin in that area. And then that body part will, will look better. And how long do those results last? Well, I work mostly with collagen biostimulators and they last about 10 years in the body. Okay. So these oh, are that is next time mm -hmm. I see you, I'm going to have more questions about this. I just had, mm -hmm. that is so fascinating. About, about penis enhancement. We can well, talk about the air. In, <laughs> 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 no, obviously like not that specifically. I just, I've seen, we might need to your, talk off air. Um, yeah. Yeah. You and Bryce can talk <laughs> about that. Off we can, air. We, well, you'll have to have me back for another episode. Absolutely. Seriously. But yeah, I just never thought about it in terms of like anything lower than really like the chest. Mm -hmm. Cause I know I've seen you, the results you get like, like re helping with the decollete and things like that. But I was just yeah. like, what is a decollete? You your chest. That is that I'm putting that on my word words with friends list. That, that hasn't come up on your toilet paper yet. Right? No, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's your, uh, your chest, which yeah. mine needs a complete like redo. It looks horrible from pregnancy. Okay. Um, but no, I just like anything south of that, I just hadn't thought of. And yeah. so I do knew, I did know that you do um, like skin tightening treatments and things like mm -hmm. that. So, but just in terms of the filler treatments you do, I had no idea that you were doing that. Yeah. I mean, the, these products, like the, what technology, the way technology has advanced within the last, you know, seven to 10 years, like these products are really incredible now in the, in the right hands, right. I should say, you know, so, so if you know, like what product to use and what area, like you can do amazing things. Yeah. Do you carry all options at Uthology just for people that maybe want to come see you? Yeah. But I don't give patients options at Uthology. Like, I'm going to use what I think that they need. And if they're not down with that, then I don't inject them. So I have Love more of a, <laughs> I have like yeah. more of a cut, cut and dry. Like if you're, if you're in here to see me and you waited the year or whatever it takes now to, to get in with me, then, then I'm going to kind of inject you with what I think is best for you. And, you know, obviously I'm going to take what, what your, your input up into account and I'm not going to put something that you're not on board with. We just won't, we just won't do it. These, right. These products are all elective, so I'm going to make sure that you're comfortable. And, um, but you know, like I carry a, a I carry Dysport instead of Botox because I like it better. So I don't even, mm -hmm. you know, if you wanted to get injected Botox, you'll have to go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before we get to our special segment, I do want to ask: Do you have a procedure, or um, or, or maybe a, maybe not a product, but a procedure that you hate, or you think, or there's something that you think is a waste of time? Yeah, I think a lot of the energy treatments are a waste of time. And okay. so I would lump like, you know, I don't know how familiar you guys are with this stuff, but like, you know, a lot of these laser treatments that are meant to try to, you know, tighten skin or radio frequency or build your butt or whatever, you know, they're just very gimmicky. And a lot mm -hmm. of places carry things like this and they take a lot of girls money. Like a lot of younger girls spend thousands of dollars on things that, you know, don't really do anything. So, so I'm not a big fan of that. We stick mostly with injectables at Uthology. If we're talking about fat, I'm going to do liposuction. If we're talking about mm -hmm. skin tightening, I'm going to do internal skin tightening that, you know, that works. Um, so, so we, we kind of stick with the basics. Um, mm -hmm. You know, as far as injectables go, I'm, I'm not really sure because everybody kind of needs something, you know, so yeah. I guess, I guess I would tell you that, you know, a, a waste of time or waste of money is putting more in an area that you don't need more. Gotcha. Gotcha. I have two, two, one procedure, one product that I'm curious about your opinion. The first is cool sculpting. I'm, I'm sure lipo is obviously better, but yeah. do you think it works? Well, it works on some people and it doesn't okay. work on others. And that's, and that's sort of the problem because I don't know if you've ever went and or talked to somebody that had a quote from cool sculpt, a cool sculpting provider. It's expensive. Like it's like you know, the same yeah, cost as it's lipo. So expensive. Oh, it's more, it's usually double lipo. Yeah. And, and crazy. you know, for something that you're not sure if it's going to work on you or or not like that's kind of crazy to me you know yeah like i like again it's circling back to like i get this stuff's expensive and you really i think to treat people the right way you have to make sure they don't feel like they're wasting their money and and i mm -hmm. and i have a hard time with those with those body contouring body sculpting energy based you know there's there's no guarantee whereas if we're doing liposuction you can literally see that fat not in your body anymore right exactly you know? to that how what about kybella yeah, I like Kybella. Kybella, okay. Kybella, like usually, it 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 prices a lot of people out, though. You know, like yeah. to I have a couple um, 
patients I just recently posted on my IG that we had a really nice jawline contour with Kybella. I think they ended up spending $6,000 on the Kybella. Um, I could have lipoed them for like 3,000, 3,500, you know, and yeah, got I was better, gonna say. you know, so it's just, it has its right place. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a girl that I saw last week that wanted her lower belly kybellaed and I tried to tell her, I'm like, we're going to need so much of it. You might as well just let me like, and she wasn't down for that. So we kybellaed it and you know, it'll, it'll work. You just have to put enough in. Yeah. Wow. That is expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> That's wild. All right, Jason. So Annie and I really love our moms. And so we thought it would be fun to ask one of them to submit a question or two to ask our somebodies in a special segment we so uncreatively call the mom questions. <laughs> okay. So today's mom questions come from Annie's mom, Lori, aka Mama Wilk. So okay. and you guys have met, I believe, Correct. right? Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. So Annie, you take it away. Okay. So she has three questions for you. The first uh -huh. one is, for the men and women out there who are tight on budget but would like to feel and look their best and mm -hmm. get a more youthful appearance, what procedure do you feel gives them the best bang for their buck? Okay. So we see a lot of women like this because obviously I'm practicing in rural Ohio, which we're not as affluent as you guys in California. But, um, you know, the best thing that people don't do anything for is, again, to Bryce's point, skincare. Like, that hardly costs anything in the grand scheme of things. And and mm -hmm. hardly anybody does it the right way. You know, if you're talking about just basic skincare, you should be on a vitamin A, which is retinol, an antioxidant, and a sunscreen. And that's it. That's all you need. Yeah. Everything else is fluff, you know? Wow. Yes. And then, and then you couple that with, like, a couple chemical peels a year or some sort of medical-grade exfoliation, whether that's a microdermabrasion or a peel or a dermal infusion fusion or whatever, like they have studies out there that just doing that, like daily skincare with a couple of medical abrasions, like will decrease your skin age by three to seven years. So like, why not do that? That would cost you probably under a thousand dollars for the whole year. Yeah. You know, then after that, it's going to be, you know, just your neurotoxins like Botox, obviously in the right places will, will take another, you know, s several years off. So, so we do see a lot of women under, under smaller budgets, but that's usually the route I'm, I'm doing with them. Is you know, there because, a, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, cause once you start moving into these fillers and biostimulators and obviously the price escalates pretty quickly. Right. Is there a skincare brand that you specifically recommend? Yeah. Like if you're talking about anti-aging i really like skin better science um okay. and if you're talking about like younger girls that or hyperpigmentation or age spots then i like the zeo brand i'm a cool. big proponent of using skincare that you're either getting prescribed by a doctor or buying at a doctor's office because then those products are cleared through the fda there's no advertising involved with them they're not you know fluff like you know what you would buy at a sephora or alta so mm -hmm. so alay cool. regenerous is something that you should stay away from. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a Bryce. I mean, I only, you know, I buy yeah. a Vino because Jennifer Aniston told yeah. me to. So, I mean, I'd I don't. stay away from that as well. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not knocking that, you know, and I have patients that'll come in on, on, you know, like the Rodana fields or things like, like that. And, God, and I if did it, that for a while. And if, it, and if it, it's like, it's like I said about earlier about there's really no studies out there that shows that taking collagen supplements helps anything but if you feel better on it then then you know you do you i'm, I'm okay with that i'm not going right. to preach but i do i do really try to funnel patients money in the right direction and and like i said a retinol and antioxidant and a sunscreen are the best the best bang for your buck that makes me feel good because i have the products that i'm currently using are i have skin better and zeo in yeah, my bag mm -hmm. so well, cool you're killing it yeah yeah well you know yeah. That's because I've known Jason for a while. <laughs> um, okay. The second question is, is there an age where a person is just too young or too old for filler? No, I don't think so. I, I My favorite procedure to do with fillers is, is my liquid rhinoplasties. And I do girls all the way down to, and boys, I guess, all the way down to 13, 14. And it's not it's not because they're vain and they want their nose different. It's because they're getting picked on at school. It's because right. they're, they're really self-conscious. And, and I feel like I help a lot. I feel like I, I help a lot of people out with that. So I don't feel bad about treating younger patients if they have something that they're self-conscious about. We do a lot of um, younger patients for acne scarring and, and just things like oh, that. Yeah. I, so I think that, you know, I, I did go through an epiphany a little bit ago where I felt bad not using, you know, my medical training anymore, but I feel like I do help a lot of people feel better about themselves in a different way now. Um, the other end of the spectrum is no, you're never too old to, to do these things. I have I have about 10 or 11 patients in their 90s that still come in regularly. And, oh, you know, I love them. They, they want to feel <laughs> better. Yeah, fillers, Botox. Oh, really? they, 
they want to feel better about themselves just just like we do so i think it works on any spectrum now if i will tell you that if you're not necessarily your mom but you're in general if your mom came in and she's in her 50s or 60s and never has had anything before then then they have to be prepared that it's going to be a process number one and then number two it's it's really hard to to regenerate you know, woman that's a little older on a tighter budget because it just takes too long. You know what I mean? Right. So, that's interesting is there, to know too. Is mm-hmm. there ever an instance, this is my own question, not my mom's. Is there ever an instance where someone comes in wanting filler and you, and you are like, you know, a facelift might be your best option? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And does that have to do with more with like skin and muscle yeah. laxity or what does cor- that have cor- to do with? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'll tell people that because I do see a lot of women that are in their mid to late fifties that are weighing what I do versus getting a facelift. And I tell them it's, it's two completely different animals because mm-hmm. even if you went and had a facelift and if you had a very good one, you're still going to need volume replaced in some places. So, right. so it's not really a one or the other and, and I can replace your volume and I could do things, but we're going to get to a point where I can't lift skin with these injectable products, right. you know, and I'll tell somebody like, you know, if you take a facelift, that's going to cost 30, 35,000 and try to achieve that result non-surgically, number one, you might never do it. And number two, you're going to spend more on the non-surgical products than you would on just having the surgery. Right. And you, and I'm assuming just because I know you that you're very honest about that. Yeah, of course. Because, yeah. you know, it's, that's, I mean, you, you walking around is, is my advertisement. So I want to yeah. make sure that, you know, you're, you're spreading a good word. Right. Um, yeah. I do a lot of that with my liposuction consults and my skin tightening. I'll just tell girls they, they need a, you know, you, you need a tummy tuck or you need yeah. a, a breast lift, you need whatever. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Her last question is, have you ever had a patient whose body just did not respond to injectables or is that even possible? Yeah, I, th- I think to, to a certain point, but I, I, I want to say it's not necessarily possible because we can all benefit from something. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, some of the best patients I have, my before and afters, are ones that came back like mad at me that they haven't noticed a difference. And when we took their picture and you, you know, you've, put it back to their one from a year ago or two years ago, everybody kind of forgets where they started from, you know? Yeah. So, so I don't think like, did you ever go somewhere and you're talking to somebody and, and maybe they're like, you know, you're talking about these procedures and they're like proud that the, that they never got any of them. And you look at them and you're like, yeah, I can tell you never got any. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. You know, Frequently, or whatever. Actually. Like, but, <laughs> all the time. So I think that like, I think that we can all benefit from something, you know? Yeah. I, I do have, I do have one patient that I've ever seen that I, I injected her lips a couple of times and I told her, I said, I, I just don't think that this is for you. You need to either have a surgical lip lift or something because this filler is not making a difference, but that's the one that I can think of. Yeah. What about allergies? Can people be allergic to these? So you you can't. Okay. Like okay. so so in your skin now, your hyaluronic acid is is like they're at a twenty percent concentration in your skin. The hyaluronic is hyaluronic acid fillers are made at a twenty percent concentration. So when you get Juvederm Restylane injected, you can't have an allergic reaction to that because it's it's the same substance yes it's lab made that's that's in your body already uh neurotoxins botox dysport zeomin they're they're made in a lab they're purified protein you can't have an allergic reaction to them i don't know i guess maybe there are rare cases out there i haven't really heard of any and there's a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. getting injected the biostimulators you have to watch with patients that have rheumatologic diseases because it can cause a flare-up because of the way it's working inside their body so most of us won't inject somebody with like a rheumatoid arthritis or a crohn's or an ulcerative oh, colitis know that without um without having a long discussion with those patients first and making sure you know it's the right thing for them or having them talk to their their doctor all right jason to end our somebody sessions we like to ask our somebody's the same three questions are you ready okay okay these are a little bit rapid fire but don't stress out okay the first one and you'll have to edit them if i say stupid things yeah Yeah. (laughs) there you go bryce can take out whatever you want (laughs) um the first one is what is your favorite hard seltzer or alcoholic beverage so i like well i like the black cherries it could be whatever black Mm -hmm. cherries now if you're if you're talking about alcoholic beverage obviously i like wine but i like old fashions so i'm a i'm a bourbon guy Okay. I feel like that's that's been a very like through line for all the guys we've had on. Mm -hmm. Everybody, I feel like a lot of people say old fashions. Yeah, he's a big old fashioned fan too. You know where I had had a hard time? We went to a wedding on Saturday, and I have a hard time at those places because I don't want a vodka soda. I don't want a vodka cranberry. I don't want to. I don't want a Jack and Coke. Like so. Yeah. 
Well, and you don't want to drink beer all night long. Or mm -hmm. bourbon. So, straight yeah, or, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, okay, the second question is, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Well, I, I guess the best piece of advice would be to just be yourself, is that I've ever been given. Oh, so, yeah. so I think that that's true no matter what, you know, what your job, what your relationship is. If you are and you're honest with people, then you can't go wrong. That's Love it. Great advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The last one is what do you believe that you're an expert of? It does not need to be injecting or being a doctor. It can be literally anything. I don't know. Like that'd be a tough one. I would say that I'm probably an expert in the world of Star Wars. And and I don't want to make myself seem, <laughs> seem unattractive to girls, but that's where <laughs> when you're a 43 year old guy, that's what we grew up with. And yeah. I love it. I have a it's son, amazing that I have a son named Luke and you know, Oh I, my gosh. I not not to further like make myself like a nerd, but I do have like some, you know, Star Wars costumes that I wear for children's events and parades and things like that. Well, what did you think that's of the amazing. middle trilogy? Did you like it or no? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind them. I mean, anything, it's like Harry Potter. Whatever they come out with in that Harry Potter world, I'm going to love because I just love that yeah. stuff. All right, that is our show. Thank you once again for being here, Jason. You can and should follow him at Youthology Med Spa on Instagram. And to learn more about services, pricing, and booking with Jason, please visit his website at youthologymedspa.com. Thank you so much again. Um, is there it. anything? Yeah, is there anything else that you want to plug? or? Well, I would just say that, you know, for your listeners, I do answer all the Instagram messages and all the social media reach outs that patients give me. So I might not be really quick with it because we do get a lot of those, but they will be talking to me if they have questions about these products. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, so that's for any listeners, that's fantastic. Yeah, so go Jason, check them out. I personally cannot wait to come see you post baby. Yeah, there you um, go. Thank you so much for doing this. This was so informational. No, this was fun. Like I said, I love, I love these platforms. So I appreciate you guys. Okay, so if you guys are not already doing so, please follow us on Instagram at Nobody's Pod, at Andy underscore Wilk, and at Bryce Advice. It's the exact same on TikTok. Twitter is at Nobody's The Pod. Same for our personals. And you can always email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. We hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay. It is recorded remotely in small, crummy apartments in the San Fernando Valley. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.